It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're listening to the BBM Global Network with 25 years in broadcast audio and video production. Our passionate team creates content and marketing for the world of Internet talk radio. If you've got a passion, come join us at BBMGlobalNetwork.com. The BBM Global Network. Your voice is now heard. Welcome to Little Miracles with your host, Penelope. Through her own personal healing, Penelope can transform all aspects of your life through numerous modalities and techniques, including Reiki, energy healing, cranial sacral therapy, and more. So now, please welcome the host of Little Miracles, Penelope. Welcome. This is your host, Penelope Neeson, bringing you Little Miracles on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. In this show, Little Miracles, we talk about holistic healing topics and techniques that you may not have heard of, all matter of things that can make us healthier, can heal us, can help us be whole. And my hope, my hope is that these techniques that we share may empower you. Today, we're going to talk about the power of our stories, the power of parables, the power of, well, the, what we think of as a shorthand kind of thing. We think of stories, um, events that have happened to us that help inform our future. My guest today is Reverend Dr. Raymond Anderson. So we're going to talk today. I'm going to share some of my stories. And Reverend Dr. Raymond is also, uh, as well as some some parables from the Bible, I hope. It's a very, very interesting topic. You know, I was thinking about this. I mean, a parable. A parable is a story with a moral. I looked that up, by the way. And a story with a parable, well, uh, to me... And not to everybody, but to me, it's that's kind of easy. I can do that. So, um, Dr. Raymond, are you there? Yes, ma'am. And how are you today? I'm excellent in yourself. Good, good. So, uh, can you say a little bit about the, uh, uh, the parables that you're going to talk about today? In terms of one's life story or in terms of the parables from the Bible or whatnot? Which oh, one? how about, let's start <laughs> uh, with the stories from your life. I mean, okay. if, if you have found any. Yeah, so um, basically everyone has 
if people are alive, everyone has a story. And ultimately, what makes one's life story similar to a parable is the ability to find some kind of lesson, grain of wisdom, some knowledge that makes us grow and become more of what we are here to be. That's what makes a life story a parable. Nicely put. Nicely put. Okay. Wonderful. Well, um, do you have something? Do you have one on your mind now? From my life? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so um, let's let's go with, uh, I'm trying to think of one that I haven't told you or the listeners before. Um, okay, so in... 1984, after having, and you can stop me if I've told this story before, in uh, in 1984, while a student at the Art Institute of Pittsburgh, I witnessed one of my cousins, who was about 10, 11 years old, kill his mother's boyfriend by accident. And as a result of that, a whole series of events domino affected into, you know, all kinds of stuff. And it ended up landing me in Western Psychiatric Institute, suffering from depression and suicidal ideations and a whole bunch of stuff. And while I was there, I was, in essence, forced into serious contemplation about how did I end up here? And what I learned was initially I wanted to blame people. Well, it was his fault because had he not done this, well, wait a minute. Had it not been the mother's boyfriend's fault for hitting her, then he wouldn't have had to wait a minute. Well, if she hadn't dated him, then he couldn't have hit her and then he wouldn't have stabbed. Wait a minute. Well, okay. Well, what? So I was finger pointing at a whole bunch of people right. taking me out of the equation. So as a result of sitting there, I saw that I also played a part in this entire drama. You know, like Shakespeare says, all the world is but a stage and we are but players. And I realized in that moment that I was not only a player in the in the drama or the stage performance of my life, but I was also the stage manager, the director, the sound engineer, the props master. Like I was in charge of all of this and that at any moment I could rewrite the play. I could rewrite what I wanted to see happen on my stage. Nice, nice. Okay. And and how did you go about that? Uh, that took another several years, but it was basically discovering various spiritual practices and realizing that through meditation, mindfulness, Reiki, chanting, I mean, a whole bunch of things that each thing, it's almost like uh, a sculptor. A sculptor doesn't just have one hammer and one chisel, or a, an, a visual artist may not have just one brush and one color of paint. You have a palette with a wide array of colors and a wide array of brushes and palette knives and thinners and oils, etc., to create various effects. So each of the spiritual practices became a spiritual tool that went into my spiritual toolbox that said, well, when this happens, what is the most appropriate tool to work on this? Is it a wrench? Is it a screwdriver? Is it a Phillips? Is it duct tape? What is, what is the most appropriate tool to fix, to heal, to move through, to smash through sometimes whatever the obstacle or perceived obstacle was? 
So it was getting That's in tune with my spiritual practices. Wonderful, wonderful. And uh, could you share with us a little bit of the spiritual practices that you made use of? Well, other than the ones that I just mentioned, so um, I, I practiced a variety of uh, meditation types. I went from things like transcendental meditation to japa meditations to guided meditations. So I've done all of that stuff. I did stuff related to mudras, which are basically what people refer to as hand yoga. It's yes, various hand shapes. Yes, that, I, don't, you know. I don't know anybody else who uses them. That's great. <laughs> So, yeah, so I did those. I practiced yoga, not just as a form of exercise, but literally as a form of how to open and unblock my chakras, um, qigong, um, various forms of tantra, uh, chanting, both Hindu scripts, so like Om Shanti, but also taking English phrases or words and chanting them, the Lord's Prayer in Aramaic. So, I mean, there have been a wide array till I got to the point where I started to be able to put my regular everyday activities as a spiritual practice, meaning washing the dishes has become a spiritual practice. Beautiful. Uh, taking out the mm -hmm. garbage has become a spiritual practice. Yes, and I can't understand why everybody doesn't do that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, well, Good for you. Many people don't know that they can. Isn't that strange? I yeah, just I don't mean, understand our culture, it. Everything in our culture shies away from freedom. Mm -hmm. And when people know that you are both the jailer, the jailed, the key, and the jail cell, so at any moment you can set yourself free, yes. nothing in our culture really teaches that. Thank you. That's awesome. What a great message. That that's the best. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> and so, um, uh, so how are you doing since that uh, event of your cousin with your cousin? Are you? Do you feel like you're uh, healed from that? Uh, tell me how what the outcome feels like to you. The result. So yes, I mean all of that stuff. The vast majority of my former pains and and pressures and stressors related to you know my being abused and molested and all that stuff and witnessing that murder and like all that stuff is as they would say water under the bridge now there are Good. things that may pop up that are connected to other things but that stuff I'm healed from that's wonderful. Well, we have to go out for a word from our sponsors. This is Penelope Neeson, your host for Little Miracles on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. We'll be right back. Patricia Fayweather Harlow is passionate about the environment and conserving our natural resources. She's written a five-part book series for all ages called Rock with Rodney and Party with Perky to Preserve Wildlife which brings awareness through these vibrant characters on preserving and protecting our national parks and historic landmarks. Harlow has launched a campaign to mobilize green supporters, informing a united front against big oil, big coal, and the Keystone XL pipeline. And she addresses the controversial practice of fracking in books four and five. She's determined to bring greater awareness to the dangers of drilling and running crude oil through pipelines that cut through pristine landscapes. And she empowers readers to take action in keeping America beautiful. To learn more about Patricia Fayweather Harlow and to purchase her books, 
visit www.patricia-fayweather-harlow.com. That's F-A-Y-E-R-W-E-A-T-H-E-R. And play your part in preserving the landscape that we all share and love. Joseph A. Moylan is the owner of Ion Health, which specializes in very unique medical devices. Ion Health offers biomats, alkalife, and frequency machines. Biomats are a far infrared and negative ion emitting FDA approved medical device. With many different sizes available, you can place them on your bed, on a massage table, or on a seat in your car. It is an unobtrusive way to health. Alkalife machines are water ionizers that cleanse and raise the alkalinity of your tap water, making high alkaline water. Frequency machines utilize certain frequencies to kill viruses and bacteria. These devices are safe and effective. Coming from a health-conscious background and studying physiology at the Academy of Natural Health, Joseph A. Moylan has 15 years of experience in the health field and wants to help you live a healthy, long life. Visit www.ionhealthbiomats.weebly.com or call 765-520-2988. Don't let your health go astray. Get in touch today. Welcome back. This is your host, Penelope Neeson, bringing you little miracles on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. We're talking with Dr. Reverend, I'm sorry, with Reverend Dr. Raymond Anderson, and we're talking about, well, it's kind of like the power of stories and, and parables. Uh, Dr. Uh, Reverend Dr. Raymond, uh, do you have another story you can tell us? Yes. So, um, Many, many years ago, because of, once again, because of all the depression and pain and anguish that I used to feel, I also had a very violent and destructive temper. So it would take a very long time for it to come out, but once it was unleashed, there had to be a hole in a wall, a stereo that was going to be smashed or something. And My, oh my, okay. <laughs> right. And once again, as a mean, as a way of, Eventually getting through that, what I was able to do was look back and realize that, one, anger isn't bad. And what I would do is judge it. But anger is, it's almost like the tea, the tea kettle. When you turn the heat up, it needs to release the steam. Yes, so what it, it taught does. me to do was go back and look at what was going on. What was it that was angering you? Why were you stifling it and stuffing it down and denying it and you know, not letting it to be expressed. And then how can you now vent this and express it in constructive rather than destructive ways? So as a result of many incidents of smash and crash episodes, I eventually got to the point where I understood there's a lesson even in the smashing and the destroying because from the chaos, I found creativity and ultimately found peace. That's awesome. Wow. And, and I know that you have a story of your own. You have a crocodile story, do you not? I do. Well, it, <laughs> and it is, um, it's, um, uh, well, it's a, it's a story. It's got a, it's got a parable. It's a parable. Mm -hmm. It's uh, to me anyway. Um, it has a little okay. moral and, um, and a little, and, and a little um, kick in the butt, let's say. Okay. When, um, gosh, uh, must have been about ten years ago, I was um, I was asked to do. I, I'm a music person. I lead music workshops. I'm a choir director. I do that kind of thing. And uh, the um, the women of Florida Unitarian Fellowship, the whole blessed state of Florida, 
they asked me to come down and do a music workshop. And at that time, uh, for me, I was in the middle, which is not really a fun place. I was in the middle of a breakup. So my my ex-partner came down to Florida with me, and my new partner was supposed to come down with me, but she got sick. So... I was I, <laughs> I was not only a stranger in a strange land. I was I was there with a, a true um, someone who who didn't like me very much at that point. Let's say, so I I doing the music work that was easy and that was fun, um, but everything else was sort of a tinge with weirdness. It was just a weird. Uh, I was not feeling very um, at home in this place. But at one point, one uh, during one day during the weekend, the, the uh, a large number of the women decided to take a hike. We were near Fort Myers at this at this time, so we took a hike in a swamp. And wow. the what was wonderful was that there was all kind of wildlife there. And at one point, there was this huge. Now I thought it was an alligator, but there was a huge gator kind of thing. It was twenty. It was twenty-four feet long, huge. Wow. It was a monster. It, it, I think it weighed. It, it either weighed a thousand or two thousand pounds. It was huge. And okay. the guide, the guide who was there, said, "Yeah, and this is Tessie, our alligator." I, I'm sorry. <laughs> see, now I did it wrong. This is Tessie, our crocodile, and. Mm-hmm. And the person said, "Well, we, you know, we, we don't usually have crocodiles. Um, this crocodile, we don't know where it came from. We think it came from South America, um, and but they didn't know how it got there. But it was huge, and and then then they then they told a story about it that it it chased this female um, crocodile, chased a female alligator away from." It's uh, the the gator's babies because seeing as there were no male crocodiles uh, in Florida at that time or where this gator this crocodile was, uh, she couldn't have a family. So she wanted to kind of figure out what it was like to have a family. So she chased the mother gator away and was taking care of the the baby gators, and mm. she took care of them for about a week, but then she decided. That was not for her. So she abandoned the, the baby gators and the mother gator came back. Okay. So I told I told um, my uh, current partner this story and she says to me, and she grew up in Florida, right? She grew up mm-hmm. in Florida. She says, oh, honey, they don't have crocodiles. That wasn't a crocodile that you saw in Florida. That was a gator. I'm like, no. That was a crocodile, and I brought her back a picture of it, so that now the so that she knew that there was mm-hmm. a crocodile by God down there. Right. And the the you know what I got out of this? I get a story that I can remind my partner of <laughs> that any time she thinks I don't know what I'm talking about, or that. What I say cannot be cannot possibly be true. All I have to do is remind her of, "Hey, honey, do you remember that crocodile?" And that's mm-hmm. all I have to do. So, would you say that's the moral of the story? 
Well, you know what the moral of the story, and and that um, the moral of the story. Is, thank you for asking. The moral of the story is that even though even though it may seem like I don't know this topic, I know more than I am okay with this topic. I know this right. topic. This is your host, Penelope Neeson, bringing you little miracles on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. We'll be right back. Psychologist, master certified coach, and CEO of the executive and organizational development firm, True North Leadership, Dr. Relly Nadler brings his expertise in emotional intelligence to keynotes, consulting, coaching, and training. He is the author of Leader's Playbook and Leading with Emotional Intelligence that lays out tips and tools for effective leadership. Dr. Nadler has designed multi-day executive boot camps for high achievers in Fortune 500 companies and has coached CEOs, presidents, and their staff and developed and delivered innovative leadership programs for such organizations as Anheuser-Busch, BMW, MCI, EDS, DreamWorks Animation, the U.S. Navy, and Vanguard Health Systems. To learn more and get your free iPhone app highlighting his tools with videos, leadership keys, visit www.truenorthleadership.com today. Do you battle with weight loss? There is a solution. Founder of Weight No More Consulting, Deborah Simons, can help you lose weight safely and effectively through weight loss surgery. I know. I had the surgery two years ago, and I am 135 pounds lighter and medication-free. This full-service weight loss center caters to your every need as you navigate to a healthy weight following surgery. Servicing all of Canada, Weight No More Consulting takes pride in its compassionate care and guides you through each step before and after surgery. Starting with informational meetings, Weight No More Consulting educates each potential client before they decide to have surgery on the health risks of obesity and the various weight loss surgeries available. After surgery, Weight No More Consulting provides a solid support system with ongoing meetings to ensure continued success. Deborah Simons and Weight No More Consulting are committed to promoting your health and wellness through maintaining a healthy weight for life. Welcome back. This is your host, Penelope Neeson, bringing you little miracles on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. We're talking with Dr. Raymond, and I can't say it right, Reverend Dr. (laughs) Raymond Anderson, about stories and parables and and how we can use them in our lives. Uh, uh, Reverend Dr. Raymond and I were just talking during the break about um, how how can we look at this uh, the story that I just told about the crocodile and that my partner did not believe there were crocodiles in Florida but I proved that to her and now when I talk about things she will believe me first as opposed to not believing me but Raymond you had uh, another way of looking at it would you share that? Yeah well my thing was that in order for a story to really, really be impactful, not just to ourselves, but to others, then other people should also look for how the story affects them. So one of the things I was saying was what I heard in there was don't hurt other people because the crocodile chased away the mother and ultimately abandoned the babies. So just because you think it's something you won't want don't hurt others to get it, 
only to then find out, yeah, this isn't for me. So learn to trust your instincts and do what is going to be in the highest and best for everyone concerned. And then secondly, Mm -hmm. secondly, regarding just because I've never seen a crocodile in Florida doesn't mean it can't happen. So keeping my mind open to say there are infinite possibilities of things that can happen. So just let me keep my eyes open and my mind open to possibilities. Awesome. Thank you. Yes. Mm -hmm. Big Mm -hmm. yes to that. That's wonderful. That's (laughs) wonderful. Okay. Well, uh, do you have any other stories that you would like to share? Yeah. um, So many years ago when I used to be a regular traditional Christian, I used to frequently get kicked out of one church and end up going to another and getting kicked out of that church or that Bible study and going to another. And when this used to happen, I used to think that, you know, I'm clearly going to hell. I keep getting kicked out of church. I keep getting kicked out of Bible study. Clearly I'm going to hell. And ultimately what this taught me or what it led me to understanding was it's what opened the door for me to finding my spiritual path and what led to me becoming a minister myself. And had I simply tried to be the sheep that was following the one shepherd of that church or the one person who was teaching the Bible study class, rather than trusting my intuition and asking questions, rather than trusting and, and, and asking, like, this doesn't make sense. I have a question. I could have very easily put my hand down and kept my mouth shut, which would have made me a follower. They would have made me a stormtrooper. They would have made me just simply keep your head down and follow rather than step in the front and lead. Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, so tell me a little bit more about that. How, how did, how did you reconcile uh, those two possibilities inside yourself? So after many, many, many years, uh, okay, so eventually I ended up in college and I was studying to become an art teacher, but because of the type of school it was, I had to take a religious studies course. And one of the people that taught intro to the Old Testament and intro to the New Testament was a nun. So I went into the class expecting fire and brimstone and all of this stuff. And one one of the first things out of the nun's mouth was, Everything in the Bible is either a fable, an allegory, something to be taken as a metaphor, or metaphysically, none of it is literally verbatim, word-for-word truth. And I waited for her to get struck by lightning, because I thought the Pope was going to come in and hit her with a stick or something. (laughs) I'm like, clearly that's blasphemy for you to even say that, woman. Um, Wow. But as a result of her saying that, and the things that subsequently happened in class— it validated my position of ask questions. Do not stop asking questions. Uh, there's a Chinese proverb that says, many people ask questions to which they already know the answers. So right. it's by asking the question, I'm already putting out there the possibility of getting the answer. But if I never ask, then I can never truly find so simply standing in that that plate that void of ask ask get an answer 
or not get an answer, but it's okay to ask, that completely changed everything. Nice, nice. Wow. And coming from uh, coming from a sector that you wouldn't ordinarily think that would come from. Okay. Yes, That's very wonderful. much so. That's wonderful. Okay. Yeah, she challenged so, a lot of paradigms. Excellent. Oh, you know, it, it hardly gets better than that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's good. So, um, so I th- I guess it's my turn for for a story. Well, let's yes, talk about it. this first. All right, I'll I'll do a story, and then uh, perhaps um, we can move after that. We can move to the Bible. Okay. So I do have another story, and um, I shared it with you earlier. It, this is the um, the treasure in the basement. So uh, about. Gosh, about six years ago now, my uh, my partner uh, was downsized from um, from the company she was working with, and it meant that we had to pack up and move, sell the house and move, and and we had been in this house. It was a wonderful old house we'd been in for fourteen years, and all during that time there had been this great huge safe in the basement, and it was locked. And I couldn't figure out how to get into it. You know, I tried listening to it. I tried uh, a stethoscope and see if I could hear mm-hmm. the tumblers. You know, it doesn't okay. really work, but, you know. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And so since we had to leave, and of course, and, and uh, of course, finances were getting tough, but I had but I, to know what was in that safe. I had to know. I had to know. So I called around to various lock, um, locksmiths. And uh, there was a, a, a agency in town, and they came over to um, basically do a, a safe cracking of my safe. It got they they said, well, it's going to cost you two hundred fifty dollars, and you know there might not be anything in there, but there might be something in there. I thought, oh my God, I just have to know. I, I don't care if there's nothing in there. I have to know. <clears throat> so they came over. They uh, and it was great. They were all dressed in black and they had black hats on. And and we went down to the basement, and I um, uh, I sat down on the floor, and uh, uh, waited for them. And they drilled holes in two different directions on two sides of the uh, uh, of the safe. They mm-hmm. put uh, long metal poles in, and they had to both push them at the same time, and they got the safe open. Wow. And I was I was in contact with my partner who was on the first floor. I was down in the basement with the safe, and <laughs> I got to call her and say, "Oh my God, there's a treasure!" <laughs> and we'll talk about that as soon as we get back. This is Penelope Neeson, your host for Little Miracles on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. We'll be right back. America is out of control. Today's capitalism and the approach to money is in fact the symptom of a more widespread pattern of excessive behavior. In his book, The Culture of Excess, How America Lost Self-Control and Why We Need to Redefine Success, clinical psychologist Dr. Jay Slosar portrays an America where excess fuels the drive to succeed. Dr. Slosar examines the cultural factors that lead to excess ranging from obesity to fraud to pervasive budget deficits. His book examines the powerful economic and social factors and their impact on our psychological well-being. 
Dr. Slosar explores the psychological impact of increasing narcissism, perfectionism, self-destruction, and our identity confusion. He offers recommendations for helping Generation Me become Generation We. Those who resist Slosar's message will want to avoid his discussion of regulation and his recent message that at this point, democracy must be more important than today's capitalism. Get his book now online or by visiting thecultureofexcess.com. Attorney Renee Marie Smith is changing the way we sell real estate. She wrote a series of books called My Short Sale Guru Guides for all real estate practitioners. Whether you're a homeowner wanting to understand the process, an agent who has been handling short sales for years, or an industry analyst wanting to know how short sales impact your business, Renee uses her vast real estate experience to take a comprehensive look at the recent market phenomena while relaying it in an easy-to-understand format. Through her company, Smith Title Services, Renee has counseled thousands of short sale participants and processed in excess of a thousand short sales. Her knowledge is transformational for real estate professionals and laymen alike, and her live presentations provide people the opportunity to ask specific questions about their issues. Buy her books and schedule her to speak at your next event. Visit www.smithtitleservices.com or call 305-705-3428 or email her at renee at smithtitleservices.com. Isn't it time to sell your property today? Learn the My Short Sale Guru way. Welcome back. This is your host, Penelope Neeson, bringing you little miracles on the on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. We're talking, well, actually, I've been telling a story about the treasure in the basement. So there had been this safe in my basement for 14 years, and my partner basically was downsized and lost her job. So we had to leave this wonderful huge old mansion and but there had been a safe in the basement for 14 years so I contracted with some um, <laughs> with some locksmiths also known by me as safe crackers and they came and they opened the safe and but before I say more about that my partner had sworn she swore that there was only a some paper clips and an old newspaper in there, but it was going to cost $250 to get it opened. So she was trying to convince me not to have it open, but I had to do it. And I mean, really, do you ever have an itch you have to scratch? I had to know what was in this thing. So they opened the safe and there were a bunch of old coins. And in fact, so I, we took I took them upstairs. I took pictures of them because, by God, we <laughs> we found a treasure. And wow. my partner, although she was surprised, she was very happy. Um, of course. <laughs> and then I thought, uh oh. Well, that guy, the guy who left these old coins in the safe, well, he was in jail. He was in jail oh. for embezzlement. So I'm thinking I have to get rid of. <laughs> I have to get rid of this. So. We picked up we picked up all the coins, put them in a bag, and we went to the nearest coin coin dealer. Mm-hmm. And my partner was still she <laughs> still very um, very much the uh, I can't even say it uh, the uh, oh well the she did not think there was anything it was she didn't think uh, they were okay. going to be worth anything. And okay. so we went to the we went we went to the coin dealer. And looking at there are these uh, a bunch of sleeves of old um, dollar coins and silver coins and all kinds of things. 
and um, the guy the guy at the coin shop says um, thirty five dollars. And and my partner looked at him and she said, "This is worth thirty five dollars." He said, "No, each coin is worth thirty five dollars." Wow. So, so we ended up. She had just lost her job, basically, and we ended up with nine thousand dollars in these nice. old coins. So we cashed <laughs> them in, and you know, thank goodness, thank God, thank the universe, it could not have come at a better time. Beautiful. So, you know, so th- again, that gives me another story. Um, hey, honey. Remember when, remember when we opened that safe in the basement? Boy, I tell you, mm-hmm. that kind <laughs> that kind of thing is worth so much in a relationship. Really, uh, really, if, if I could share anything with you guys, really go out and create a way that you can get a story like this because you will always, if you have trouble with being assertive, which I'm afraid I do, I'm not very, um, I'm not very pushy. But when you need to, just just a reminder of of a story that um, that helps put uh, starch in the backbone is helpful. Right, right. Very cool. Awesome. Very cool. Congratulations. So, oh, why? Thank you, brother. Um, so, uh, Reverend Doctor Raymond, do you have any stories? So you want me to tell another story from my life, or you want me to tell a little bit from a, a biblical parable? Ah, um, hmm. Well, you know, I love hearing the stories about your life. So let's let's start there. How about? Okay. Okay. So let's see. There was a time when uh, I was living in Pittsburgh, and my father had been diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's disease. And the person that I was dating at the time wanted to move to Richmond. It was something he had always wanted to do since like eight years old. And it turned into a, well, I'm leaving. You have an option of whether you go or not. So ultimately, I ended up moving, went to Richmond, Virginia. And as a result of all of the events that happened, because we moved, ended up breaking up. I ended up moving out. I ended up being homeless for a week. Oh, wow. Ended up be, becoming a student at Virginia Commonwealth University, received my master's degree in theater there, and all of this stuff. And ultimately, it, the lesson, one of the lessons that I got from all of this is there was something inside that said, you'll be okay. And not even just that you'll be okay, because once again, my habit was to point fingers at and say, well, I can't do this because I need to take care of my father. I can't do this because I need to stay in Pittsburgh and help my mother take care of my father. I can't leave him alone. And then there was this thing that kept saying, you'll be fine. He'll be fine. This is what you're being called to do. And it didn't come across that clearly, but it was just a feeling. And so what I did was trusted it and went on ahead and moved And despite all of the trauma and drama and confusion that ensued afterwards, hindsight, I can look back and see how everything fell into place exactly as it needed to in order for me to become who I am now and doing what I'm now doing. That's awesome. Because it's really easy to see pain in life and not have meaning for it. 
when you're in the midst of it. Amen. But Amen. Once, and good. Once, yeah, once you I'm get sorry, through the storm, though, it's easy to look back and find the rainbow. Amen. Amen. Wow. Good for you for listening to your inner voice. That is that is huge. That's yeah, amazing. Not always easy. Oh, amen. Right. Amen. Because <laughs> there are so many things, once again, in our society that frown upon that. Yes, indeed. Well, this is Penelope Neeson, your host for Little Miracles on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. We'll be right back. Animal lover, author, artist, and public speaker, Patricia Daly Life is a Renaissance woman in her own right. A lover of animals from a young age, Patricia lives on a farm in Virginia and has rescued neglected thoroughbred horses, keeping them or finding them safe havens. She is also a published author, and her books document real-life experiences that she shares in her passionate stories, taking the reader around the world in a colorful kaleidoscope of life. An accomplished artist, Patricia Daly Life's oil paintings feature animals, portraits, stills, nature, and abstract, and she allows the brush to paint the image in an organic, natural way. A public speaker, Patricia is motivated to continually wonder about life and advocates for all of us to do the same and document our own unique history. To learn more about Patricia Daly Life, visit www.literarylady.com and www.patricialife.com or email her at pdlife at gmail.com. Horses, mystical, present, past, and future, all in one. Wild, free, domestic, and healing for everyone. Betty Hames knows this and has put her horses to good use with Nature Connect Equine Coaching. Her mission is to help people affected by the loss of hope and trust in their lives and to rediscover the wonders of nature through nature-connected learning so they can rebuild their lives and live peacefully with newfound hope, trust, and joy. Betty Hames is also a certified elite life coach, a Washington State certified counselor, and chemical dependency professional. She is passionate about partnering nature with healing, and through horses, she sees amazing results and transformation in lives that might have otherwise been lost. Call 509-830-9225 and visit her at HamesLifeCoaching.com. Hold your horses. You're in for the ride of your life. Welcome back. This is your host, Penelope Neeson, bringing you little miracles on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. I'm talking with Reverend Dr. Raymond Anderson about parables and stories, and I'm hoping during this segment we can talk about parables in the Bible. Reverend Dr. Raymond, uh, would you be willing to tell us some Bible stories with parables? Yes. So uh, just to, to preface this, it's important that for me, it's important that people understand and are invited to take the Bible a little less seriously. And what I mean by that is start finding the connection. So many of us read the Bible and find that it to be this extremely sacred and highly holy book that is, is basically condemning all of us. And ultimately, that's not what it is. Bring it down a notch and realize that the stories in the Bible are meant to help us. It's almost like an instruction manual to help us understand who and what we are and how to move through life. So, for example, there's a parable 
um, if I recall correctly, it's Jesus's first parable when he talks about uh, the wine being in, or the, it's the patch, uh, the new garment. So there's, a, there's this idea that no one sews a patch on new cloth. Um, right. If, there, right. if there's a new patch, you don't put it onto an old garment. So what is it that you are actually going to do? Because if you do this, then the fabric is going to pull away and the patch is going to fall off and the tear is going to become worse which is very similar to the one that follows it about the wineskins. You don't put new wine into old wineskins because if you put new wine into it, then the old wineskin is going to burst and the wine is going to spill out. So the lesson there is ultimately in order for us to become who and what we're supposed to do in our consciousness, we have to change and transform. And that's why in the Bible it says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So if we want to be something new, we want to be something better, we want to be, you know, healthier or someone who has peace of mind or healthy relationships, etc., we have to be willing to change in order to become that new thing, that new person, that new being. So holding on to the old habits, holding on to the old paradigms, it doesn't work for us. And then like in a, another place in Matthew, it's you are the light of the world and a city can, a city on a hill cannot be hidden. So neither do people light a lamp and put it under something. Instead, they take the lamp and put it on a lamp stand so that the light gives light to everyone in the house. So what is this saying? It's saying that if you are the light of the world, you are the Christ consciousness, you are the cosmic Christ or the Buddha nature or whatever you want to call it, you are it. And so you're not supposed to hide it. You're not supposed to shy away from it. You are supposed to fully embrace it, recognizing that it's who and what you are and let yes. other people, let their lives be transformed by it, by seeing you as it. Yes, because you as the light are giving an example to others. And yes. when we when we are when we live our light, we give permission for other people to live their light also, which yes. is really kind of awesome. I mean, really, light is contagious. That's very much so. awesome. That is awesome. Yes, and, what I tell, and all that. I'm and what sorry, I tell people is no. What I tell people is there is no switch that turns darkness on, like darkness shows up when light is absent. So the moment you let your light shine, darkness has no choice but to recede away. You no, don't have to that's fight wonderful. the darkness. Mm -hmm. You simply be your truth, and that which is opposing it will vanish. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Mm -hmm. Really, I want a T-shirt that says that. <laughs> so I um, mean... You know, like, uh, it's, it's a common phrase now that's going around, especially in the LGBTQ community, that says, love wins. Right. And uh, I understand the sentiment, but it sets up this premise that there is something that is fighting against love. Right. And there right. isn't anything. Love is, because anything that's not love isn't real. It's not true. Just as darkness isn't something. Darkness is the absence of light. 
hate is the absence of love. So the moment we stand in love, the moment we stand in light, the moment we stand as this powerful being we are with our own story, then we are moving forward with authenticity and the world has no choice but to change. I love it. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Wow. <laughs> so so, <clears throat> so I'm going to ask you about this, this last one you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, it dark, the... Uh, how do you say darkness can can be changed by light darkness darkness you were saying darkness is not really a thing but light is now mm-hmm. you were also talking about um, love and hatred do, do you think hatred is really sort of the absence of love is that what you think I mean is that your opinion yeah it's like the concept of hurt people hurt people so if someone doesn't have love then they are more inclined to act out of a place of anger, retribution, hate, etc. But when you know what you are, you know who you are, and you know that that means you are love given a form, you are love in the flesh, then there's no reason to hate someone or or even dislike someone simply because where they were born, the color of their skin, the person that they love, the person they want to marry, the language that they speak, the religion that they practice. You may not like someone because they're a jerk, because that's how they act. That's why you may not like them, but you will not have a reason to dislike them simply because of color, ethnicity, etc. So nice, nice. Bruise up because people want to judge others. So, so, hmm. So you're, you're causing me to think so that the hate <laughs> Hate is actually, um, uh, I come from a holistic healing background, so mm-hmm. hate is actually, could actually be um, a, a symptom, a symptom yes. of lack of life, uh, I'm sorry, lack of love. Right. Hate so think and, of- and discord could be simply a symptom, it not really a, um, not it's really not a reflection of someone. Yes, there right. we go. So I, I tell people that fear is the illness that they've allowed themselves to be infected with. And hate oh, is a good. symptom of that illness. And anger's, anger is in there somewhere. I'm not yes. sure where, but it's because, there somewhere. Because you can have a healthy amount of anger, but it's how you express the anger that determines if it's unhealthy. Right. Right, so and, that, be, and that's, I'm right, sorry, so also a be, symptom. You can feel anger when you see someone abusing someone. You can feel anger. But depending right. on how you express it and what you choose to do with it is what determines if it's healthy or effective or not. You said it. Like, All right. Somebody, well, this is, oh. this is your host, Penelope Neeson, bringing you little miracles on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. We'll be right back. Unleash the obstacles that bind you with certified professional coach Joanne Charette, a master practitioner in energy leadership. Joanne can help you break through personal and professional barriers and guide you to a higher level of empowerment and fulfillment. Passionate and dedicated, Joanne engages with her clients on a mutual journey. Her dynamic energy will motivate you to move forward as you partner on a venture to greater results. Isn't it time to make a breakthrough and commit to live the life you deserve? Invest in yourself and let Joanne Charette be the catalyst to the 
realization of your dreams by making them a reality. Based in Quebec, Canada, Joanne is also a space coach, using social media and Skype to work with anyone, anywhere around the world. Contact Joanne Charette today at 819-360-3266 or email her at actionrealization at live.ca. 819-360-3266. Now is your time. Horses, mystical, present, past, and future, all in one. Wild, free, domestic, and healing for everyone. Betty Hames knows this and has put her horses to good use with Nature Connect Equine Coaching. Her mission is to help people affected by the loss of hope and trust in their lives and to rediscover the wonders of nature through nature-connected learning so they can rebuild their lives and live peacefully with newfound hope trust and joy. Betty Hames is also a certified elite life coach, a Washington State certified counselor and chemical dependency professional. She is passionate about partnering nature with healing and through horses, she sees amazing results and transformation in lives that might have otherwise been lost. Call 509-830-9225 and visit her at HamesLifeCoaching.com. Hold your horses. You're in for the ride of your life. Welcome back. This is Penelope Neeson, your host for Little Miracles on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. I've been talking with Reverend Dr. Raymond Anderson. Uh, Reverend Dr. Raymond, um, you were talking in a, a, while we were on commercial about the Dalai Lama. Would you share that again, please? Yes, I was saying that it took me a while to reconcile what this whole anger thing meant till I heard an interview where the interviewer asked the Dalai Lama, don't you get angry when you hear about what, you know, the Chinese government is doing to the people of Tibet? And the Dalai Lama said, I feel angry. I don't become angry. I am not going to be angry because the feeling is an emotion and emotion is energy in motion. So I can feel it and it moves through me and then I can release it and return to my state of compassion and love. So feeling it is fine. Being it isn't. So right. it's how we, we how we let this energy become. move through us. Mm-hmm. We do not want to become that. We do not want to uh, give it a home and let it live there, live in our bodies forever, because that's really a bad thing. Correct. Um, however, remembering who we are, remembering that we are really my opinion we are really love that's what we're that's what we are that we are love incarnate yep agreed and we can can let that light shine and help others and heal others too it's we are blessed this is uh, amazing that's wonderful i love that dr raymond reverend doctor you know i can't (laughs) i don't get it right i get well, it's okay, all fine. Well, it's, it's it's fine. I've been thinking about changing my name to supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, but it's okay. <laughs> well, as long as, it, as long as it starts with super, because you are. <laughs> I'm honored. Thank you. <laughs> Such a blessing. So, with, about about stories. Stories <laughs> are shortcuts. Short. Um. Sorry. Stories give us quick ways to help ourselves. For me, as you, you've heard two of my stories, 
or about ways that I can say one word or two words and my partner will stop and respect me instead of sort of taking me, uh, not, not taking me seriously enough. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's my work. So, and that's okay. And, you know, really, honestly, if I, if I take me seriously, guess what? The world will too. Exactly. Well, anyway, so, um, I would like to give our listeners some contact information. Reverend Dr. Raymond Anderson, would you uh, share how people can get in touch with you um, uh, and yes. ask you questions? Yes, thanks. So easiest way, Raymond Anderson at Yahoo, and that's R-A-Y-M-O-N-T, T as in Tom, last name Anderson at Yahoo, or my website, www.raymondanderson.com. Wonderful. And um, uh, Reverend Dr. Raymond, uh, do you are you traveling anytime soon, or or are you um, offering a well, workshop of, anytime soon? As of right now, I'm in the D.C. metro area. Uh, I think the next travel time I have is I will be back in New York City the end of June. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. And uh, if there are any questions that um, you all out there in listener land would like to ask me, you can contact me at Penny at PennyHealing.com or you can visit PennyHealing.com and look at all the various uh, techniques uh, that, uh, that might be able to help you. This is Penelope Neeson, your host for Little Miracles on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. Have a great week. This has been Little Miracles with your host, Penelope. Tune in each and every week to hear Penelope as she helps you design a life in harmony with your soul's purpose in order to live life to the fullest, only on Penelope's Little Miracles. You've been listening to the BBM Global Network. The ideas, views, and opinions of this broadcast are those of the participants of the program and are not necessarily the ideas, views, and opinions of the BBM Global Network Company. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.